And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 116. In this episode, we will be discussing the short story, The Demon in the Wood. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the OG Shadow Summoner herself, Lee Bardugo. Moi Saviani Casters. Hi. Mm-hmm. We have some listener cities. We do. First of all, we're going to say hello and thank you to those listeners in Nagasaki, Japan. Ooh, thank you. And then we're moving on to Boise, Idaho. Whoa. We love you all. Thank you. Now, before we get going, as we have been doing the past couple episodes, we've had these wonderful little interviews with the artist of the upcoming album, Sinner and Saints. So with further ado, I, with no further ado, I would like to let us all listen to the interview I had with Georgia regarding the Zoya song she in the Zoya inspired song. Thank you. So let's listen. Well, we all are very much looking forward to Sinner and Saints coming out June 10th, which is an incredible album that is being produced and made by Grishaverse fans around the world. And as we have been doing with the past couple episodes, we've been talking to some of the artists, which is an incredible experience. So I would like to leave for no further ado and introduce you all to Georgia. Hi. Hi. So we are so excited to have you here. And first off, how did you get introduced to the Grishaverse? Um, I actually first saw the Netflix series, like I saw it on Netflix, and then I realized, oh, this is a book. I have to read the book first. So I started reading Shadow and Bone. Didn't like... I did. I did enjoy it, but wasn't my favorite of those. And then when I got to Six of Crows, I was like, "Oh my god, I love this!" <laughs> um, so yeah, it was actually through Netflix. That's incredible. That's that's awesome. I'm really glad that that's how you entered. It's interesting because like the show doesn't show a lot of Zoya, even though like yeah. I know it's coming. Though we do. Have you read the whole series? Yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah, so we know there's more for Zoya, so we're just hanging in there. And the reason I bring that up is because you wrote a beautiful song that is called Dragon's Lair, which is about Zoya. And we all we have is a little teaser for everybody to hear. And this is all I've heard, but I love it. So let's real quickly listen to our teaser. My heart from falling apart Will flowers to mourn It's been burning too hard So light the spark Out of this darkness Into the making Let me part Open my heart To this word falling apart To the making within That's been there from the start That is gorgeous 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what inspired you to write about Zoya in this song? Um, so we were distributing characters um, when we planned the album. And I picked Zoya because I, I did already like her and I knew that King of Scar Scars and Rule of Wolves was about her and nobody had picked her yet. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go with the badass queen song. Um, but then I realized I haven't read King of Scars yet. So I read that first like in a speed run. And yeah, now the song is heavily Rule of Wolves based. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but after reading that, I, I loved her so much. Like, it was, it all came right away. <laughs> I get it. It's a, her character arc is amazing to follow and watch, uh, especially throughout that series. And I, I loved her in Shadow and Bone specifically because I always love a, a villain and things like, and I just, I loved her attitude and I thought, yeah, she's being mean to our, like, main character. However, I just felt like there was something more there. Like, um, you know, I love mean girls, so come on. I'm going to definitely yeah. fall for Zoya. But she is just a really cool character. So I'm, I love that you picked her. Um, and I, I think it's, she's such a strong character. She's my absolute favorite. And I, I'm an ethereal guy, just like her. I, that's what I say, at least. I'm a squalor. So... What would you be if you could pick what type of Grisha? Do you um, have a preference or what you would like? Um, I I did think about it, but this is actually pretty hard to me because it's not, you don't have like the classic elements type of stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's hard. You kind of have to base it off of, I think, who you're like, what you enjoy. Like, I mean, that's how I think I decided definitely. Like, I love Zoya. And I love the color <laughs> blue, so they wear the keftas blue. So you know what? We're just going to – you're going to be an ethereal Kai Squalor with me. How about that? Okay. Perfect. So we can go and put our Zoya fabulousness out into the world together. <laughs> I'm going to go with fire maybe. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Or were they inferny? Yeah, you got it. Um, uh, that's maybe something. I'm always drawn to fire, so – well, there you go. And you know what? It it ties in with the dragon. So, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> so how can fans follow you? Do we have like, are you on social media? I'm on mostly Instagram. Like Instagram is my main platform. Okay. Um, okay. My handle is um, Georgia, just how you saw my name. Yeah. Um, dot music with two C's. Yes, and everybody watching on YouTube will be able to see that right on the screen now. However, for those podcast listeners, make sure to jot that down. Well, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on, and we are so looking forward to this album. We just we cannot wait. So, and hopefully, maybe you'll come back and be a guest, and we can like talk more about the Grishaverse and some Zoya stuff. Sound good? Sure, I would love that. Thank uh, that, you for having me. Absolutely. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, well, that was so much fun. And um, whew, sorry about all my little word slippage. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I am. Um, how are you, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I can't wait to hear all of those songs. I know. They really like, and those are just a couple of the artists that we've had. So, I mean, like, it's going to be a pretty big album. So, first off, to our listeners, letting y'all 
know if you guys are just wondering why maybe things sound a little different, Terry and I are two different places. Yeah, isn't technology crazy? It is. This is like, you know, it's a live Zoom call for us right now. But <laughs> hey. It is, you know, in this economy, we do what we got to do. <laughs> True. Absolutely. So, um, I did want to tell you that we were talking about uh, the RuPaul winners episode, and I did start watching that. <gasps> Good. Mm-hmm. And I'm caught up. Okay, I'm not. So I've only watched the first oh. ep- two episodes. Okay. Um. So what do you think? Are you excited? Happy? Um. I mean, I guess I. I mean, I guess all tea, all shade. I mm-hmm. never agree with the winners. I won't say never, but I typically don't agree with the winners of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I usually end up liking the ones that don't win. Right. So um, not the best season ever, but I love Mo. Like, I freaking love Mo. Um, so I'm happy about that. And I love Talk. So. Yes. Okay. Those two, are, those are the ones I'm rooting for. Okay. Who is Mo? Which one? Oh. Formerly known as Monique Hart. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. They wanted a gender, like a while back, they changed it to Mo because they wanted a gender neutral name. Interesting. I didn't know that. Hmm. Well, I, I love it. And I, Jinx Monsoon is so funny to me i um she cracked me up she did phenomenal in that snatch game though right mm-hmm. yeah I oh mean, of course come on that judy that judy garland was incredible and the fact that she brought it back to like when she had that um i think i can't remember it was a veteran on she made that joke about him yes david yeah that was so funny that was amazing oh no she's like the queen of snatch game i mean there, there's no denying that I well, she's a heavy hitter. Ooh, heavy hitter! I almost tipped over my tea. Which um, anyways, cute little cup, by the way, for those of you. Aww. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm excited because also, as you know, I love Raja a lot, even though she's um she's old school, and I'm glad that she's on. However, I was not a fan of her outfit that she wore in the first like episodes, like Maxi Challenge, the huge like when they were doing that musical number, mm-hmm. she wore an outfit that I got, oh my gosh, I was not a fan of. It didn't fit her well, but um, I love her and everything else she's done so far is really cool. And I just love her. I'm excited. I think it's a neat idea and I just never thought they would actually do it. I like that the queens won't be eliminated so you can continue to watch your favorite queens the whole season. So mm-hmm. because a lot of my favorite ones get <laughs> knocked out fairly quickly because I guess my taste in Queens is different. Um, but uh, I'm happy that they won't get kicked off so that we can watch them the whole season. And I have also finished um, the one I was telling you about. It's UK versus the world on oh. wow. Yeah. Oh, and that just reminded me. So like, I mean, were you surprised about the surprise guest on there? The Brit, the winner from Britain, yeah. yeah, she looks a little different. <laughs> I love her. She got a little work done, got a little filler. There's a lot. Oh my gosh, Jinx Monsoon, her without not in drag. 
there's a lot of work done there. Whew. Yeah, I, I mean, it happens. And I mean, even um, the UK queen was saying, you know, once you get money, your drag is better. So I think that's just a, that's just par for the course. Yeah, well, they look phenomenal and I love it. And I think, I think it's a brilliant season. I think it's, I think it's also smart that they're not eliminating any of the queens because I mean, they're winners. So that way there is nobody like really getting, you know, I mean, no one's like, I don't know. I just think if someone, like, if they did it the regular way and people were actually, like, you know, sashaying away, if they're the winner of one season, I mean, people would kind of, like, look down or, I don't know, you know, have an opportunity to to be more mean. And I think it's a smart way to do it. The badges. So. Well, yeah, the badges came from, like, the UK season. Cause they yeah. did that a lot in there. So. But I, I think the drag races have changed a lot, too. They used to be so full of shade. They used to throw shade all the time. And the farther we go, everybody's being nicer, which <laughs> I don't know if I'm a fan or not. I, I enjoyed the shade. Agreed. The untucks used to be like, oh my gosh, so like dramatic and so good. And um, you're right. I mean, there's just not a lot of, I think it's because people are now, overly producing themselves now when they go on the show you know they're being like really prepared or i don't know some of it just seems so fake i uh, think a lot of them are afraid of backlash they did talk about that in one of the episodes i watched recently yeah. um i think it was uk versus the world where they talked about how you have to be prepared and be careful with what you say because it will ruin your career if you say the wrong thing while you're on the show so i true. think that has a lot to do with it true however i always do like i mean it's interesting. People do get up and drag race fans are, I don't know what they do, but apparently like they can be really, really, really mean. And whew, goodness. Yeah, I think people get really attached to a certain queen. So if anything uh, is thrown at that queen's way, they <laughs> throw knives. They do. Um, and just because we see the drag queens throwing shade to one another does not mean that we can, because I'm sorry. <laughs> No, but anyways, um, obviously we should start a drag race podcast too. Um, <laughs> but our listeners love everything that we do. So of course they know exactly what we're talking about. Well, yeah, because also what month is it? Oh, our favorite month. Well, second, it's another, it's pride yes. month. So happy it's pride month. Yay. And it is, oh, it's so awesome. We love pride month and we are, we're just so happy to be here another year. It's not our birthday, but <laughs> it's just, it's neat to be able to celebrate it. And yeah, so make sure, I'll just go ahead and spoil this for everybody. Next week, tune in because we're going to have a very special Pride Fantastic episode. We're going to be, um, yeah, discussing everything LGBT, queer, regarding the Grishaverse. And we ain't going to put any, we're going to bring out everything, so... I'm looking forward to it. I am too. All be... the rainbows, all the glitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to be fantastic. And you know, my headpiece is pretty fantastic. And this is just the first episode this month. For those of you that can't see. Um, oh, yeah. We need to we need to post some uh, caftan pictures. Yes, we do. Um, this... I'll send you I'll send you a caftan picture do. so you can put it up on uh, on social media. Yeah. On Insta. I, I bet everybody would love to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
I can't believe that we are about to be covering the very last bit of Grisha verse stuff that we have right now. And so you have just like, you finished the demon in the wood. So you are officially done. And, um, that's awesome. What a cool journey that I've been on with you. (laughs) (laughs) You have, you've been on this entire journey with me. And I think I've done really well with not spoiling too much. You have. Yes, I definitely have. So um, now, just letting y'all know, hats are off. We've gotten through it all. So, I mean, we are not going to be able to spoil anything. So we can say whatever we want now. Yeah, from here on out, we're talking about everything. We will. So this is actually what I'm really excited about. This is the point. And yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So anyways, before we get started, like, I mean, is everything else going well for you? Like, world-wise, you've got, like, pets all around you. Oh, yes. I've got uh, two sleeping dogs under my feet and uh, two cats kind of off in the distance a little bit. I'm hoping as long as I'm still, you know, they don't stir. And uh, But, you know, if you see a tail, then just, you know, mind your business. Hey, yeah. <laughs> well, I am watching my turtle on a video right now just making sure they're okay out there i we've built a nice little outdoor habitat that sam is loving and um right now i can't even see sam so sam definitely (laughs) is hiding um in one of those little places but anyways oh and i've created a really cute little instagram for them for my pets it's um for lucy and sam for those of you that really really love me and want to follow their little adventure, please make sure to follow Shell and Tail. Yes. A-N is in the middle, not Ann. So Shell and Tail. Isn't that cute? Mm-hmm. It is cute. So, hey, I just promoted my pets. So <laughs> proud of them. Okay. Um, well, let's just get on into this because this is a, I really enjoyed this story. I hadn't read it for a very long time. Um like, it had really been a minute. So, like, I was trying to, like, even, like, I knew the gist of it, but I couldn't remember, like, and I just, I real quickly read it, and I really liked it. First off, like, I mean, what, like, what were your thoughts? Just, I mean, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did enjoy it. Um, I think I had looked at it before. You told me to go and look at it. Um, so, just rereading it again. Uh, you know, thinking about like the Darklings arc where we talk about he's likable, he's not likable, he's human, he's monster. I think this definitely helps the human side of the Darkling. Agreed. I think it's um, it's very, it's just very different. Um, him as a child, he's just you know he's a kid, but I also love that. I mean, like that's where obviously I got my name from. Um, the mm-hmm. spelling of it <laughs> right in the beginning. I mean, and yeah, I thought it was so clever. Mm-mm. He's only like 13. So is that what they say? Is that what yeah. it's in? Okay. He's only 13. So to think about instead of the Darkling being these thousands of years old, like he is when we're reading through the series, he's only 13. So he's like this completely innocent child at this point. 
And it's written that way. I think Lee did a really good job of making sure, like, I mean, we didn't have, like, there weren't any glimpses of the character that we're used to reading about. Um, just the way, like, you know, um, how it's, uh, he's always mentioned just the way he acts and we can always tell. And it's just like, this is really just like a naive, like not naive, but an innocent child and just learning about himself. And I think it's really cool that, I mean, also Bagra, she's like gorgeous. I love that they made that a point that she's really young and beautiful. And it's a very interesting story, especially like. I wonder, like, I mean, as you said, it's like 13. So we get a glimpse of the Grishaverse world, what it was like then. We just don't know when that was exactly, but a long time ago. A really long time ago. And I and they talk about um, speaking Fyrdan and Ravkin. So they're somewhere in Fyrda area, but they're with a bunch of other Grisha. So they're, they speak mainly Ravkin. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bagra, he, um, it shows her being way more maternal as well in this mm-hmm. story. Like she's actually sweet yeah. <laughs> and like this loving mother. Protective, very mm-hmm. protective. And that's also when you're bringing up Fjorda, it actually made me just realize like, we also, in this story, they touch on the fact that the Druskella are just now like, becoming like a force like i mean they're just like it's a new group and that's interesting to think about yeah the um the little girl ariana ariana yeah works for me um she her father was killed by the Druskella, and somebody says something about uh calling uh bagra a witch and she's like no you can't say that unless you've been in the situation that I've been in. Yeah. So, um, so the Druskella, <laughs> they've been around for a really long time. Yeah. It's also really interesting and neat to read this and know that we are going to get more of this in October. Um, like a, the graphic novel. Um, isn't that October? Am I right? Is that the date? I think so. Yeah. Think oh, and it's, it's Annika. I don't know why Annika. I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go, girl. <laughs> I wouldn't have known. Uh, this is a neat story, though. I think it's also like I think we did a really good job in timing it out and like actually making this the last story, to be honest, because you know we've read a lot about the Darkling and he appears randomly in places that you won't even think. Like, I mean, the very last story we just finished, you know, um, in Language of Thorns, that was like a surprise, and this is just um. It's neat. I think it's a really cool, um, cool little, I don't know. She wrote it back in like 2014, I think is when it came out. Um, because it was in the back of, um, Ruin and Rising. Mm-hmm. So. And some of them. Yeah, exactly. You're right. In some of them, because mm-hmm. not all of them. And. What I think is interesting about this one is a lot of what we talked about in the trilogy, the first trilogy was his ability to um, manipulate young girls. And even Bagra says he has a long history of doing this. And in this story, it happens to him. This little girl manipulates him. So this is a completely different 
thing. And I wonder if that kind of sets the the tone for the rest of his life of like, I just got screwed over by mm-hmm. this girl. So uh, that's never going to happen again. I'm going to be in charge now. Yeah, I definitely could see it. I mean, because I mean, it, as I said earlier, like, I mean, this, this little kid doesn't even remotely make me think of, oh, this is little darkling. Like I, he's just, he's really naive. Like I'm not, yeah, he's just really, he almost seems sweet, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I mean, he's never been touched by anybody because Bagra for his entire life has said, don't let them touch you because he's an amplifier. So when they have to keep moving around from place to place, she's very careful about don't let anyone touch you. Even when he was at the end and he was sick, yep. she wouldn't let the Yuli or Yui um, touch him. So when he gets touched by this girl, it's like this, uh, growth in him of, oh my goodness, (laughs) somebody's not scared of me. Um, and again, like we know now that was a complete manipulation. Right. It's, I also love the fact that we really get a big glimpse and more understanding of amplifiers. I know we like learned about them throughout everything in the Grishaverse, but I feel like in this story, it's just like, I feel like it makes more sense um, just because the way it, like, I think it's just, it's done really well because one, like we, everybody knows that I guess shadow summoners are rare, but I guess also the fact that they're amplifiers, is they're even more rare. So. Yeah, it's only in the one family. Yeah. Um it's cra- and I, I love how we've talked about, you know, people like I mean, other Grisha with adults would want to kill like an ant, like you know, kill an um somebody that's an amplifier. But these are kids, like these are kids, like trying to kill one another because of yeah. wanting their power to get bigger, and that's just yeah. Crazy. She like draws him out, like come swimming with me, and freaking like freezes the lake. So that he can't move because, you know, he has to have his hands at this point. He's not powerful enough yet. Um, So he has to have his hands and it's frozen. So he can't. And then, and like this girl knows what she's doing, which is terrifying. I know. And then the bullies come out and he has to say what she's doing so that they'll at least help free him. Even if they are wanting to kill him too, Yep. at least that they'll, they'll kind of help like get away from her. Um, it's so smart. He's really is, smart. That was some quick thinking because I mean, it's it's not um, something he's used to doing, but like telling people, hey, yeah. hey, guess what? I'm an amplifier. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, hey, how's it going? I love it. You might want to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's also, um, you know, the cut. You know, as he's getting away from them. He uses his little 13 year old cut. He finally, yeah. <laughs> and because they do, like, I mean, I guess he wasn't able, he hadn't mastered it yet. I think it's mentioned a little bit, right? Where, like, he hasn't really learned how to use the cut correctly or I done think it yet. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool to see him, I guess, I feel like use it for the first time. And he did a good, like, I mean, he, it he worked. Went through both of them at the same time. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I, that girl, 
even though she was like barely still alive and like at the end she was like i guess she was like bleeding out of her neck and mm-hmm. she was trying to be like help me and i was like Mm-mm, no ma'am Mm-mm. you just you can sit and like drown in your own blood i don't care how old you are you just tried to you just tried to kill another boy with a rock by the way you didn't get it done the first time which is horrible i'm sorry if you're gonna like mm-hmm. don't need to do it like a couple times like i mean get it no just keep bashing god and ugh. but like if so if you were in the position that he was in like you've just done the cut to like two people at once and you're on the shore of this lake and you're thinking what am i going to tell people is your first thought to like use the cut to chop your leg off absolutely not no um and that's that just also gives us i think so there it is those are the little parts that are the darkling that we know how a quick thinker and real like i mean there's always and his mother even like kind of applauds him at the end um for being so quick at thinking and like doing that and it's huh so how does he get his leg back though? <laughs> so I don't even like I was it his leg that got cut off or was it just like I don't even know what he I know he hurt himself. I don't know how, what he did exactly. I can't remember. Well, in the beginning it says his leg is nearly severed. So Oh, probably a It's not completely cut off. So a healer probably would Yeah. help put that back together. But that would still probably like Hurt. hurt like a yeah yeah Ooh. that's crazy but yeah he blamed it on the village and they killed the entire I... freaking village because he said that's who did it and his mom is like so <laughs> it definitely gives us a little bit of like the history behind why Okazatsia hate grisha so much um especially if they're going and like secretly killing an entire village over the fact that they think, you know, just they came after them, but they didn't. Like, I mean, that's a little extreme, I feel. I mean, especially if you're trying to stay, I mean, they're trying to stay hidden. So I think the last thing you would really want to do is go and, like, destroy a town. But. Oh, yeah, they said they all are going to have to, like, go away now. So um, they're going to have to find another place to be. But I, I started thinking, like, as Bagra, you know, she's going to live to be like thousands of years old. Mm-hmm. So these people that live in a village that are all Okazatsias are only going to live to be, you know, 70 probably doesn't mean I, a lot to her. No, it doesn't. And in, cause that's a way you would just, I guess, get used to your life being just like, I mean, cause She's still in her youth at like, I don't even know how, she's probably hundreds of years old in looking gorgeous doing it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that wouldn't really matter. I think it's interesting that like they just, because that's just them being an amplifier. That's just a trait of being an amplifier. Is that right? I mean, like I, or of is that just beautiful? a beautiful? No, be, like being able to be that old, like, living that long like i i don't think we've really ever gotten to like 
explanation on how they... I mean, I know Grisha can... I feel like they can live longer, but they don't live as long... Like, I mean, I don't think yeah, at least. That was the whole thing with Alina and Mal that the Darkling was trying to get Alina to understand and to move away from Mal is that you're going to live forever and he's going to die. Mm. And then with like Zoya and, um, and Nikolai, there's going to be a difference there as well, especially with how powerful Zoya is now. Um, oh. So, so I think it, the more powerful the Grisha is, the longer they live. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so it's Grisha in general. That's right. Okay. That totally- but like their family, the Darklings family are like the most powerful Grisha. So they live forever. Yeah, they do. And we just have to remember like his family. And I keep on now thinking about Ula and like they're actually, because they're, they're not brother and sister. They're actually half brother and sister because they've got mm-hmm. the same mother but a di- different fathers i would lo- like and that's the thing that's also entered in here is we get to like we didn't we don't know who his like dad is but don't you want to i would love to know who his father actually was yeah i mean maybe that'll come up at some point i also would like to have a timeline i would love to have a timeline <laughs> yeah the o- yeah, we don't. There, Well, there's no even time to, like, base it off of. It's, um, I think the only thing we've ever, that's kind of helped me is just there was a part, I think it was in one of the, it was either Rule of Wolves or um, King of Scars, where they mention how it was the monks at the beginning, like, how Ravka was created. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that. I feel like that and the making it the heart of the world, it's, it's not really like specified too much on time, but like, that's how, I don't know. I timelines are definitely, I don't even know. Remember Kaz's watch doesn't even like look right on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so their time is totally interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily need like years. I know that would be different anyway, but just like, you know, the, of uh, the chain of events, <laughs> this happened here and this happened here would be super helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's also really cool that we do, like, I mean, we know, like, I mean, you're, like, I mean, he's lit. When we meet him in Shadow and Bone, and we find, like, he's lived for so long and been through countless kings. And it's interesting how also this ends with that line of already planting that seed of him making a home for Grisha. I, I love that that starts like right at the end of this. Cause that's, um, that's really cool. Especially since he's so young. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have had to basically sever his leg if there was a safe place for them. Absolutely. Ugh. That's so crazy. It's so neat. I can't wait to see what, the graphic novel looks like anyway, like that's going to be incredible. And while I was actually looking for the audio version of this, which by the way, I couldn't find, I thought there was an audible version of the story, but I couldn't find it. However, there is one for the graphic novel coming out. Isn't that interesting? It's already like on it. You can pre-order it, but a graphic novel is very like, it's not going to, 
that's going to be very different than this, right? I mean, because that's yeah, going to be... I'm, I'm interested to see how they'll do it. Um, I don't know if you've seen the one they did for Outlander oh, um, no. called The Exile. I'll have to bring that one to you on Saturday so you can see it. Like, that's the only graphic novel I have in my possession or that I've ever really read. Um, so that's the only, you know, base that I have of what this mm. one's going to be. And it's kind of more in like a comic book type style. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how they're going to do this one. That's exactly what I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's just going to be like a, I mean, it is a comic book. I mean, that's what a graphic novel is just a, a fancy way of saying. I feel like a comp, like, I mean, it's very, like, I love, I love them. Cause I mean, it, there's so much art and that goes into it. And it's really neat because you know, they're not going to be, they're going to be telling the story through pictures. And also it's just like people saying things like, I mean, it's all this little air bubbles, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, I, um, it's interesting too, because the one for Outlander was done way before they were going to do the show, but now this graphic novel is now done after the show where you already have the visuals. So are they going to go with, um, like what we've seen on the show or are they going to go with what Lee's original visions were? So we have to remember when we talked to Erin Stein, she told us that like they had started that while she was still working for them. So that actually, that process started before the show came out. But the actors were already. Correct. Yeah. They could. You're right. I mean, they might like at least base um well i mean but he's gonna be younger so we might maybe like i mean make him look like a younger ben barnes possibly um oh i'm excited i hope we get more backstory of bagra we probably will i mean we've got to like oh yeah this has to be a longer it'll, it'll it has to be longer than than this oh it will and there's gonna be so much more to it and i can and i actually see where they can i think it's kind of neat because this it's a really well put together story it's like it's not too long but it's like it's a perfect you know short story but there's so much like potential to expand the world and to teach us more like i mean i'm sure there's going to be more like little surprises in there for us um hmm. how yeah, it's going to be exciting I know. So once it comes out, we'll be, we'll, we'll definitely obviously be doing it. Um, I don't know oh, how, yeah. I don't know how we're going to do that though. However, I mean, might just be another like one episode. We'll see. We'll see what it, what it looks like when it comes out. We'll figure it out then. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we've di- like fully discussed what we're doing next, but we can do it. We figure it out as we right go. Right after girl. that. We've got some things up our sleeve. Real quickly before we end, did was the title ever in this book, The Demon in the Wood? Or is that I mean I feel like I get it. Like I, I was just wondering, like I mean, is it like I mean, I I guess I was expecting the title to be in the story somewhere. Cause I mean, or is it literally just saying, like, I mean, you know, I mean the shadow like I mean He's the demon, obviously, in the wood, or? Oh, yeah, I don't think they actually said the demon in the wood, like, in this short story. No. And, I mean, it does take place in the wood, so, obviously. I was just, I was make pretty much. It does, I just, but he's, he's not really a demon no. at this point, so. 
And the word demon always makes me think of Kaz just because people called him like demon. So maybe maybe Annika or Annika Ooh. was the demon. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, and before, and also, I do love how little um, Darkling to mess with the boys, like, create shadows that just stay over their heads. <laughs> and they can't, like, see where they're going and run into trees. Love that. Yeah, he just, like, blinds them. <laughs> and they're, like, crying and, like, reaching out. Oh, that's so funny. I can totally see that, especially in some, like, early 90s camping movie. You know, like... um, <laughs> Like Beverly Hills. Oh my God. Yeah. The Beverly Hills troopers where they're like Girl Scouts in Beverly Hills or like the parent trap. I was going to say parent trap. Yes, definitely. I can totally see that story (laughs) in one of those movies. Girl, we got another little commercial, except that's going to be longer. We're going to make like a little mini movie of parent trap, darkling story, (laughs) demon in the wood (laughs) combination. It it could be really cute, so yeah, I love it. Well, I think that was a fantastic story. I I really really loved it. I'm really good. I'm really excited that we waited till the end to do that. To be honest, we didn't even plan that. <laughs> yeah, I I wonder what it would do if you read that first before you started the entire series. I don't know. Like maybe that would anything. change your perspective of him the only thing it would do is well you don't really you would know that the darkling was you wouldn't have that surprise where some people do in in the beginning of shadow and bone that you think the darkling's actually a good guy for a very short period of time right however that would be the only thing there's nothing else that it ruins um oh you find out boggers the well they never said the name though so Oh, that's true. Yeah, they never called her Bagra. So you would just think she's just... Hmm, she's oh, definitely... She was smart. Yeah. She was smart. <laughs> They're a smart family. Damn. Oh, Lee. By, like, not putting certain things in there so that it wouldn't completely Ruin surprise it. somebody if they happen to come across the prequel first. You know what's also interesting about this is that, like, you brought it up in the beginning, but the devotion and love that she has for him, and think about that compared to, like, when we meet her and, like, how she's pretty much, like, realized that her her son is evil. And, I mean... And he's so mean to her. Like, what he does to her throughout the series. Yeah. like, blinds her. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she sends her off a cliff. (laughs) Yep. And she kills herself like to like save the people he was against. But I also think she was like, she always said like she was trying to do the best for him. But I think like, yeah, their vision of that, like so weird. I love their relationship. I just wish we knew more. There's so many like missing pieces, but Lee left it that way on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, where everything went wrong. We don't have that. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, what was that? I mean... What was the turning point? And I want to know who the father is. Um, Oh, well, I mean, he has to be somebody powerful, I would think. I know. So, I mean, we need a Grishaverse Ancestry.com kit and send that. (laughs) Get the Darkling. He he definitely 
Well, I don't know. I was going to say he definitely had to be a Grisha, but he could have been an Okazatsuya because Bagra is powerful herself. So she is. Mm-hmm. Um, do, oh, what would be interesting is if, like, I mean, we wouldn't know. What if the father wasn't an amplifier? Like, I mean, what if that was just on her side of the like tree? I don't think he could have been. I don't, I think because it's just her line. So if she. Yeah, got together with another amplifier. That would be like incest. <laughs> yeah, they would. What would they do? They would. Hmm. I also do think it's neat that like one touch of like touching an amplifier, just like one little touch, like all of a sudden you know. Which is yeah, huh? It's just crazy. I can't believe the little girl. She's so like, dang, so manipulative. I know, but. I think you're onto something and that definitely would start, you know, I think his like journey into being the person that he become, the Grisha that we all love to hate and love. Yeah. yeah. Like he's like, I'm going to be the manipulator. I won't be manipulated. No. Mm-mm. And I'm guessing Alexander is the name that they she calls that like i mean they're talking about his real name is that's tattooed on his heart yeah i'm assuming yeah i'm assuming that's his real name yeah however i do love it's eric though you know <laughs> come on yeah, that, that, that whole list of names he had it was like oh isif <laughs> what was okay so actually what was the deal with like it was eric like when he the name that he actually took was something and then eric it was like a first and then like it, well, it, it was like a um I don't know why I Arc- that. Arcady A R K A D Y period. Arcady or Arcady. Like what? <laughs> I'm Arc yeah. I'm Arcady. Arcady. Or Eric. Hmm. Let's see. Which one sounds better? Arcady? I'm sorry. I'm yeah, just... I don't. One of those, I think, because she says, because she said you need a southern name because they're going to be from the south. Right. So it's a foreign name to the Fjordans and the Rothkins. Yeah. Eric. And then they, and then they're like, oh, just call me Eric. Yeah. I don't know where you get Eric from, Arcady, but I don't either, but hey. But whatever. But yeah, I enjoyed the list of names (laughs) that he had been called before. (laughs) Yeah. So it's fun. I really am looking forward to our review of the graphic novel and to see how it's different and see how it changed and grew. Hopefully we just get more Bagra stuff. I just want some more of that. Yeah, I need more of their, like, relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Because... Something happened in there. Something went wrong somewhere because, I mean, he's definitely that's rude. A, yeah, that's a far cry from <laughs> from what we know. Yeah, because she is, um, she wants to, she'll do everything to protect him, she says, at the mm-hmm. end of it. And it's like, oh, wow. Hmm. Okay, and I think she still does in the series, but he's not having it. Like, I think she is still trying to protect him. But he's he's not having it because he's got a vision. Yeah, and I think she also just, like, I mean, I think she has the same vision that he does, which is trying to, like, help Grisha. 
And when she starts to see him going off and just like a really like not it's just a very war it's not warlike but it's just when you just it's like tunnel vision just on the prize where it's like it doesn't matter what the consequences are he's not caring about that he's just like he sees because he does he has like i mean we have to realize like i mean i think if you really look at everything he did he always was putting grisha first he was always trying to help them even though some of his tactics were like questionable it's still like i feel like you can still see how he was just trying trying to help in a yeah. very interesting way. In his own way, like what he thought was the best way. And he really, he just needed to get there and everything else was just collateral damage. Yeah. And you've got to think also, like if he's thousands of years old, um, like, I mean, just like, I mean, when Nova, when he could, when he clears out Novo Krabirsk, like this huge scene that like, I mean, and, in the show, that's really not that big of a deal to him. I mean, you know, I mean, just like killing an entire, like half of a city. Like, I mean, everybody else freaks out and he's like, eh, whatever, half a century, yeah. you guys will be over it. Mm-hmm. So, huh. well, well, I'm glad we got to discuss it. And yes. I'm glad we don't have any more. There's nothing I can actually spoil now. I can talk about everything <laughs> until we get to the next little bit. Yes, correct. So, well, that was fantastic. It was kind of, it's so weird, to be honest, to know that we just finished everything. Well, yeah, we will. Don't worry. We still have stuff to cover. We will be, um, we will be getting into Ninth House, and we are excited about that. Um, we're just not doing it right away. We're going to just uh, give us a little bit of a break, just a couple weeks. But um, anyways, we'll be getting into that very soon. However, next week we will be having our pride episode or grisha verse pride it's gonna be Yay. it's gonna be a fun little discussion about everything that you know lgbt queer that has to, um that's in the grisha verse and you know lee did a fantastic job with that anyways and i think her journey with where it started to where it ended is an incredible journey an incredible story too yeah absolutely so okay well I don't have I don't think there's any Grisha cast news, but um yeah, we will be back next week and um we love you all. We'll see you all next week. Long live the Grishaverse. Like we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No, no mourners, no funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at GrishaCast. And thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Michelle, Sid, and Chloe. Chloe.